There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We could start with my going, did you look at, you had a chance to see the mail? And you could say that and I could talk about the thing I've been thinking about with the polarization just this morning and talk about those various stories. I'll follow your lead. Okay. I'm not going to start because if I start, you'll go, and then it. So you start. I don't care if I start or not, but I can't read your mind. If I start with something, you'll go, oh, no, not that one. In that case, um, I had to talk on the radio this morning about outdoor clothes, which came out of a nanny gate story. Okay. So and- this is the story where Carrie and Boris Johnson fired a nanny on a three-month contract three days into her job. Um, And it's a mystery as to why she, Theresa Dawes, who's 59, thinks it's because she had a drink with Boris Johnson while Carrie was still in hospital having their third child, Frank. They say... She's 59. She's hot. Have you seen her? No. She's very hot. She's Boris's type. She's gone to the papers because they didn't pay her. They've paid her for six days when she said they should pay me the, for, the, for the full terms of my three-month contract. I would have thought that would be quite a simple issue between them and the agency. Anyway, but it's... it's, it's Why has she... So it's one of those things. You do find... So if the stories come out, whatever treatment happened to her, she says... She had a drink with Boris mm-hmm. when Carrie came out of hospital with the baby or whatever No, Carrie it was. was still in hospital with the baby. Yeah. Theresa Dawes had a drink with Boris. Carrie's, Carrie Johnson's mother dobbed the nanny in to Carrie. And For having a drink with Boris? Yes. The mother had been around and seen it? Yes. The mother was at the house preparing, looking after the kids Were and helping out. Were they fully clad? <laughs> was it a naked so. martini? I don't think it was a naked martini. So no. the mum saw, Carrie's mum. Yes. I'm trying to imagine your mum comes around, sees me. Having a glass of with... and, and then says, I don't like that nanny. I saw her having a drink with Giles and they were laughing and it was all a bit rum. Okay, so Carrie's fired this, they've fired this woman and they've not paid her. And it seems, it seems such a mistake because if you're Boris and Carrie and you hire a nanny, mm-hmm. don't give her any excuse to go to the papers because the papers will buy the story. And yeah. it makes me think of a billionaire of our acquaintance. Um, I don't know. He probably was in the papers and one could name him, but I won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he, you know, there's two billionaires and then there's the nice one and the not nice one. Yes. And it's not really fair, but the not nice one. Mm-hmm. Famously, uh, there was a, the cause to scene and the, which the police came outside his, as it were, Chelsea mansion. Because he... But, 
prostitute he'd hired was kicking off and throwing things. And oh, that because, not nice because, billionaire, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he because he one. because he'd refused to pay her for some yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. And there was something about yeah, so maybe her services were not up to scratch. But he's a billionaire. I don't know what a prostitute costs money. I mean, two hundred pounds, three hundred. I don't know. Plays all innocent. Cost I don't of living know. crisis. Whatever it, it is, who knows. But the point is, pay your fucking prostitute. If yeah. you're a billionaire, pay the prostitute. Don't don't complain whatever it was so that she makes a scene, not pay her and the police come. Yeah, Same yeah. thing as Boris, pay the nanny. So it sparked a whole load of conversations about nannies and about people who've hired nannies and so on. And one of the stories that came out of it, which was in the T2 piece that I contributed to yesterday, was uh, an... Was an who was it? It was the, it was was There was an anonymous piece, a piece by a nanny and a piece by me. And I think in the piece by a nanny... She said, Catherine something, yeah. she said I was fired for sitting on for outdoor furniture in my outdoor clothes. No, sitting on indoor furniture, sitting on the sofa oh, in outdoor clothes. And this just took off on Times Radio this morning. And I think, oh, maybe it's interesting. Maybe you want to write about it. And it, it was interesting to me. I mean, obviously, five. if you think of, we don't really, we've never really had childcare. We had occasional sort of yeah. not professional nannies who would mm-hmm. look after the, the really would look after Kitty a bit when you had when Sam was a tiny baby and I, yeah. if I was away working you'd have someone so we never really did have nannies but know lots of people mostly sort of rich both of them working people who have nannies and they're the kind of people and lead the kind of life where they would have special sofas special you know yeah. a house with a special sitting room for show, living room drawing room for show which obviously we don't have uh, and um and that they would be so uptight about things. There, you know, we always noticed that people who had nannies cared deeply about their children not having fizzy drinks and eating lots of yeah. broccoli and not having too much TV and never having chocolates because mums, but parents, but mums that can't be there to raise their own children have to put a load of arbitrary rules in place because they've hired it off to some non-English speaking Filipino lady who's just on her phone while the kids watch telly mm-hmm. and they have to try and make, have exert some sort of control. They're bound out. She sat in her outdoor clothes on his, I mean, to be... <laughs> I wonder what she's talking about. I mean, did she sit down in sort of hiking boots or something? Well, no. And here Was is Was it the... a coat? Just that she sat down no, in her No, it's coat. her clothes, okay? It's her outdoor clothes. And this made me think of you who I love, obviously, and does everything right. If you runs... say the thing that I think you're going to say, I'm going to stab you to death in the kitchen right now. I do not get into Should bed. Should we cover some other ground I'm... so we have a podcast before you do that? <laughs> no. Um, I do not What get am into... I going to say? I do not get into bed. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, she does. I don't. You do. I don't. Totally does. Yes, I... you do. No, listen. <laughs> um, sorry. Are you telling me that... Those are, look, you're a very hardworking woman. You write probably more journalism than me at the moment. You raise our children by hand. It's wonderful. And you <laughs> by cook hand, that sounds like it's No, them. but it's a Dickens, it's a Dickens quote. Anyway, you, you've been at one of my, but all that. You come home, you're like, I sometimes come in and you're upstairs reading mm-hmm. with in the sheets, in your jeans. Uh, that's, that, that's fucking lies. I would sometimes, as you do, lie down... On the top of my bed. Even that's disgusting. In, no, you do that. You do that. You do that all the time. You're constantly walking to our bedroom and you're lying on your back with a pillow on your face, in your jeans, fucking snoring your head off, okay? So you don't tell lies. It makes baby Jesus cry, okay? If I'm going to get into... I'm so tense. I'm like clutching that. I hate being a kid. You're lying! Uh, if I was going to get into bed and have a nap, I would take my outdoor clothes off. I think you do. I think you do. I no, think I don't. Sometimes you might take your jeans off. But I've seen you in that cardigan sitting in bed. I would, I would never wear this cardigan in bed. Maybe sometimes, thank you, maybe sometimes a, t- a t-shirt 
What's wrong with my T-shirt? I'm rolling around in the okay. If dog that kiss, okay, like if, you're, if you take that position, I'll accept it. But it's an interesting generational thing. The out the notion of the outdoor clothes or what you might bring in or not bring in. So I wouldn't get into bed in my clothes. Sam does. Neither would I. Um, yes, our children do, and it's disgusting. And when they grow up, they'll realise that it's we, gross I'm and stop to, doing so it. So you're, you're saying there is no creative tension over this issue at all, and we should move on. Oh, that's boring. I, so if, you think, if you think that, like, when I was... We, basically, everyone sort of takes their shoes when they go into a house now. Yeah. Um, and we always do. Uh, maybe not downstairs necessarily we walk around. It doesn't matter too much. But once we go upstairs, it oh, yeah, would feel really weird. But my but growing up, my parents really... You know the kind of there was the, the kind of people who took their shoes off. They, we had some friends who and they you had to take your shoes off, and it was like, what are they? Are they Chinese? Are they well Japanese? Is yeah. the shoe taking off some weird kind of Oriental thing? Are they sort of fifth columnists of some sort, some kind of socialist lefty thing? Take off your shoes. Ugh, what's that? Mm-hmm. A bit like one's come to feel about mask wearers. That sort of yeah. thing. Um, and but my pet, my dad kept his great muddy brogues on and walked all over the house and upstairs and they walked about in the bedroom and with with their shoes on. Yeah. And and it's like as if there wasn't dog shit in the seventies. Yeah. There wasn't. It was white famously. But they went. He went to work. Up, up, walked up and down Fleet Street, smoked his fast, came in, and then just what thick pile carpet in your shoes. Look at you making faces. Well, it, I mean, in my house growing up, you had to keep your shoes on downstairs because it was so dirty. I mean, my mother thought dirt was healthy and you know wasn't bothered to sort of wash the floors and grew up on a firm farm and didn't care. So when we walked, you had to keep your shoes on downstairs in our so when you're I don't if, I don't mind taking my shoes off in people's houses unless it's the evening and it's a dinner party and I've got an outfit that's annoying I don't want to take off my because I have thought about my outfit and now if I'm going to someone's house and I know they're going to take they're going to make me take my shoes off I bring my own slippers it is a very it's very these sorts of things about what happens in the home and what doesn't happen in the, in the home that give people the major ick is quite interesting yes that's true so you could talk about and that is a okay. thing that always does incredibly well the most talked about and successful and funniest piece i've ever written was for the daily mail about you know interior icks it wasn't called that back then because this was years ago but um it was about things that other people have interiors in your house. Yeah, yeah, yes. of decoration. Yes, exactly. Like live, love, laugh, busy making memories. Like a a, like a a vase with like tall sticks in it. In a I have done an ick piece as well. We would have we could not use the word ick, but I mean, but certainly. But you've done you've done it. You've done it. The problem is you've done interior faux pas, and then at the end you said. Uh, 100 points for whoever can guess how many of these I've got in my own house, kind of thing. So maybe that's too soon. You can't do that. Also, crap reasons to fire people. (laughs) I mean, sat on a cushion in your outdoor clothes. Is, uh, reasons to fire people or like stupidest excuses for firing people yeah. you'd but that's quite I mean, how are you going to sustain that for don't know boring. yeah move okay. on uh, okay fine I accept that doesn't work uh, I thought it was quite funny we talked about the barman story I'd like to find it was it Monday I feel like it was Monday I'm um, not allowed to encourage people to drink so much no I think that was uh, I feel like it was on the front of the times Palm staff told to stop asking same again. Palm staff are to be told to stop using phrases such as same again and mm. is that a double mm. to curb binge drinking. The advice features in updated training guides produced by the alcohol industry for people working in the hospitality sector. It encourages bar staff to avoid any language that makes people feel pressured to drink, to make people who have walked into a public house they must <laughs> not feel pressured. In fact, it would have a sign on the door saying you're only allowed to come in here and use the toilet. Yeah. It encourages bathroom to pressure to drink and warns against disparaging those who choose low or no alcohol options. 
I think I loved you. Have you got any low alcohol? Any low alcohol? Be a fuck off, wuss. I am always a bit worried when you when we go to a pub and I just say I, all I want is like half a shandy. Yeah. I worry about sending you to the bar. And to you're ask a bar. I wouldn't. No, to say half a shandy for the missus. Do you mean the the the, the Al Murray thing? Something fruit based for the lady. Oh yes. Yeah. It was the thing when I my my dear friend Max who. Made in the first week at, at university, he 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 liked a, a lager top, um, which as opposed and I hadn't even heard of that then. I don't have a shandy, and and so he'd say a lager top, and I remember my, my friend Rob going, "What you mean a shandy?" He said, "No, a top." And then to watch him walk to the bar, he would go and say, "Pint of Stella," and when it started pouring, he'd just say, "Just put a top on that, love," which means like a, just an inch of lemonade. It's a fucking shandy, Max. Just say <laughs> shandy, and you can't. You got. You have to say a pint of beer so that she starts pouring it because everyone's looking at you as you come to go for your drink. Yeah, it's a pint of beer, pint of the old Stella, lovely. Yeah, yeah just put a top on that, love. Well, when I started, I've worked at bars and pubs and stuff. And when you start, the manager. Well, this is always my experience. The manager would say when they ask. This for is a, that place in Belsize Park by the Royal Fruit. Yeah, don't name it and shame it. But like other closed, places as it well. It's closed out about nine times. Oh yeah. Nicely, uh, have you got so drunk from you offering them triples? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but other places like bars and stuff in Bristol and like yeah. you know everyone's done barmaid work. But um, you, when you start, the manager says if they ask for a glass of wine, you nod and you say large like that, and they always go yeah. And there was like other stuff as well, just like just be just be nice and encouraging. And, and obviously, if you're out for dinner, or this happens to me all the time, you know. Obviously, I feel a bit shy about my terrible addiction to white wine. And if I've got someone colluding with me in it, because you don't want me to have a fourteenth glass of white wine, but the but matey does, and he's my new friend, and he just he just goes, yeah, go on. So it's a Monday. It's a it's only Monday, you know. You've got the whole week to sleep it off. Well, that's where you get into the way, the business of the waiter and the overpour, which is a thing as a restaurant critic. What's that? I get, well, they, they they fill your glass too much. Oh, they, they do want to do get that, the, and then they go. Yeah. You know, they turn it upside yeah, yeah. down and they go another one. Another, and yeah. that is that is definitely from a sort of training manual. Like but there's also th- that noise, which is or or. or that's the noise of, on this occasion, I'm using a biro on a coffee cup to mimic my wife's tendency to tap her wine glass with a fork. Oh, yes, I got at that. Meals I got that. When she wants more wine. Wallace Simpson used to do that. Really? So what's his face? She used to hold up her champagne glass and go like that. And that was an indication of him to scurry over with champagne. Which I, which I got. So this is the, I'm going to envisage a sort of pub visit 2027, walks right. into the thing. And yeah. it's like, uh, um, a pint of Guinness. Are you sure, sir? Yeah. So I wouldn't prefer a. Nice glass of water. Or orange juice. If you bear in mind, that there comes a point in a pub evening when they won't give you a drink. When you're, you're ah, I'm not like a flat, and they go, I think, sir, has had enough. So there's somewhere between mm. starting off not wanting to have, you've got to feel, fill them full of drinks and then throw them out before they've had too much. Yeah. It, it's um, during one scenario, and they, they're actually doing scenarios where they're training these people to say, they don't say, uh, do, you, do you want a large? They say, would you like a small or large measure? Or perhaps no booze. Yeah, or perhaps none. Or perhaps, perhaps none, sir. Perhaps what was none. your notion? You might go into. Well, you could do. You could imagine all that in pubs in twenty twenty seven. You you know you walk in and I'll have a and all of that that you just said. But then maybe and, that, and, and the, fact of the court scratchings. But sir, think of the pigs. Yeah, exactly. You other other service providers how who sell you terrible things that are bad for you. How could they use nudge tactics to persuade you? not to do something and you go all the way down to like local drug dealers they could turn up and say um are you sure you need this or would you like just this bag of magnesium bath salts i'm sure it would help you relax as much as a joint would or whatever i don't know you well could, there's also could... the nudge culture with the things that they, you know that amazon tries to sell you things usually things you've already bought 
Uh, I endlessly get told but they, books because I buy so many books on Kindle uh, and so many books on Amazon. Mm. There's always th- this thing. Well, you know, when Kitty was reading Anna Karenina, so I sort of. No, you can't say that. Neil, you've got to cut that out. You cannot boast that Kitty reading Anna Karenina. I didn't Karenina. boast. Just okay, j- j- be no, serious. You can't say when Anna, when Kitty was reading Anna Karenina. It was only throw away. So when she was reading Anna Karenina, then, then, so then I got it to read as well. And then you get thinking, did you read Anna Karenina? Perhaps you would enjoy War and Peace. And you just go, no, no, no. No, I'm, no, I definitely would I can't do that if we can't. No, all right, sorry, maybe I was a bit hasty. It's okay, that's all right, that's fine, that's fine. Some kids, bookish kids who don't do much else and read books. Every girlfriend I've ever had when they were sort of 11 and 12 had read sort of Jane Austen and shit like that. It's only you that were still reading Garfield annually when you went to university. <laughs> it's why I've got such a good sense of humour. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. No, this is what I was looking for. No mammal life on 60 centigrade supercontinent of future in 250 million years, writes Niall Jeffrey in the Times. The seven continents of the Earth will no longer exist. What remains will be a vast supercontinent called Pangaea Ultima, where the scorching conditions will cause the extinction of mammal life. Yeah, who cares? I won't What do you mean? <laughs> I find that fucking depressing. Yeah, yes. I have no plans to die. I accept that I will deep down at an unconscious level. But I might, it's not definite that I'll be dead in 250 million years. And that Particularly is, if you keep going for all those walks and eat all those chickpeas. What is the point of occasionally not drinking on a Monday night if I'm going to be dead in less than 250 million that years? That is what a lot of people think. Yes. So, but it reminded me, it reminded me as a kid of, of you know, this knowledge that, you know, some kid at school who reckoned he knew a bit like the sort of Russell Brand of kids. Right? <laughs> oh my God, you know? I'm so glad I don't know that well, kid. In, in, in my case, it would have been, a, but I've mentioned it before, Nicholas Potter, who's now a very very successful osteopath. Oh, Nick the Neck. Um, Nick the Neck, uh, who, who, who said to me, who, who began my, my, ended my childhood on the way back from swimming. I've told you this a thousand times, but uh, on the way back from swimming, when he said, so Coral, what are you most afraid of? And I went, oh, sharks, I think probably, Nick. And I said, what about you? And he said, global thermonuclear Armageddon. <laughs> and I, I went, What? <laughs> He goes, oh, it's both, both the superpowers have the capability. He didn't talk like that. Have the capability to, uh, to destroy the world 40 times over. And I went well, home and asked my mum, is it true? She said, yes, shut up, go to bed. That moment was when I saw that sharks, not the immediate danger of that, but it was global thermonuclear armageddon. But, and the thing was, so you were aware that the world could end. 
But the same kind of a guy would tell you that in a hundred million years, the earth will be gobbled into the sun. Yes. And it found it, this, the idea that it's all going to end. It's like the kids going, what's outside the universe? What was there before the Big Bang? Yeah. That story is asking me to accept that I will be dead. Yeah. In ways that I find unacceptable. The, 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 the human, I think, I think the human condition is basically the knowledge that we are going to die. And it's why... It, people do it's it's the, the it's the reason why being alive is so terrible and it's the reason why people drink and it's the reason why people do all sorts of mad things it's because we have a consciousness and it fucks us up so you're saying when i go to the pub tonight and say um can i have a large whiskey and they go are you sure you don't want a small one i'll go no we're all gonna be dead in 250 yeah. million years yeah, yeah fill yeah. her up i just thought what it does <laughs> what it does what it does strangely as well is it ties into the climate change thing because we're all going worrying about climate change and what's going to happen and well, everyone except Rishi Sunak is worried about it. And what is your time frame? What's your internal time frame? Mm. It's happening now. Now, deep down, we definitely, you're going to go, oh, I'm 54. I mean, I am probably, terrible things could happen, but I'm probably, probably not going to, my house isn't going to be underwater before I die. No. Climate change isn't going to but what about the children? Mm -hmm. And obviously what we talk about, what's more likely to happen is that the whole of the uh, Asian subcontinent will be underwater and there'll be migration issues which will create wars, which will create, the, and it'll all be, could be fucked in 10 or 15 years. But it, maybe we can avert it. And there's something about being told that the world is going to be 60 degrees and everything's going to be dead in 250 million years that kind of brings that, reinforces your fear of climate change, reinforces your fear of the end of the world that could happen sooner. It just makes you want to have a drink. <laughs> well, you tell me a subject then. Um, Times front page today is about people are not having baths anymore. Yes, and with I a picture wonder, of Suella Braverman. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bit of a whiff. Oh no, that's her politics I can smell. <laughs> um, and I just wondered if there was something to be done about baths and showers and cleanliness generally. I like that. Um, and I, but I wonder what, so it's, it's weirdly, it's a survey by PZ Cussons who make mostly bath soap. Yes, how strange that they should have commissioned a thing. Yeah. Are they calling for more baths? The, the, Britain's, the Britain's CEO pulled the plug the, on... Sorry, shall I just give a quick... Or, Britain's pulled the plug on bath time to save money. Britain is turning into a nation of bath dodgers as households turn off the taps to save cash during the cost of living crisis. Uh, pointed to a change in washing habits, more customers swapping baths for showers to reduce their water and energy bills, while consumers are cutting back on bathing products. The good news is... It, oh, they've written... The country is not on a slippery slope to smelliness. Well done, Isabella Fish, retail editor. If the country is not on a slippery slope to smelliness, sales of soap bars are booming. And is, it, mm. is she envisaging that this slippery slope would be slippery slope would be soapy? Yeah. But I love I love the I love the complete suspension of disbelief that because people aren't having a bath, then they can't wash and they will be smelly. There are a million different ways to wash, uh, including showers. And my um, very faintly um, conspiracy theory idea that as you get older, daily washing is bad for your skin, which I, I do, I do conspiracy think Conspiracy theory? Well, it's a bit, a bit kind of old wife, isn't it? Oh, daily washing is bad for your skin. But I think oh. it is particularly in London where the water is so horrid. And you insist on sort of having a shower every single day. And I just think it's really makes your skin... I didn't have a shower the day before yesterday. So? Well, I skipped a shower. I haven't had a shower for I'm a sorry. week. <laughs> It's fucking disgusting <laughs> to sit there drinking your large measures of whiskey and a humming, getting into bed in your filthy fucking clothes. It's probably best that you do keep your outdoor clothes on when you get into my bed, considering your naked body is going to have okay, things living in the crevices. I actually, I actually had a shower yesterday, but as a rule, I don't, I just, I don't, just, I don't wash Just literally day. scratching your head. I saw a mouse run out of it. 
Where are we going with this? Baths, uh, baths, and showers. Well, look. So we don't. You. you we don't really have baths. It's not my my mum's generation. My mum just only baths. And it lives in the bath. Lives in the bath. Yeah. Smokes in the bath. Drinks mm. in the bath. Yeah, like yeah. Joan Collins. Yeah, no. Uh, but that is quite appealing. Just having a, you know, when we did your our new bathroom, on. she came in and looked at our bath with horror because there was nowhere to put an ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is now. We've got a freestanding bath, uh, and she's always hating. There's nowhere to put your stuff, and you go, what stuff? And you know, she's thinking ashtray, lighter, fags, book, yeah, book, book drink, <laughs> made <child>. bitchy, Miley. <laughs> <laughs> always made bitchy, and a glass of a glass of champagne. And two packets of silk cut in case it's a long bar. I mean, she, look, I mean, she's a marvellous woman. She's still alive. Yeah. Um, uh, I used to, I was brought up having a bath, bath every night, bath, 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 bath. And I mean, the first time I went to New York, I had a hotel room and it didn't have a bath in. And it was like $400 a night. How could it not have a bath? Yeah. No, 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 no none of our rooms have baths here. No, you won't find a bathtub in New York City. Or a washing machine or an oven. Yeah, it's true. So I just think, so, you know, my, I, there's a generation that thinks of it as civilised and you get down to, I don't know, the French don't bath. Um, and they poo mm, standing up. No. Um, but I, I wonder what, I, I don't think you, I don't think you really care enough about baths or showers to really write an entire column about it. Uh, right, what else? Um, okie dokie how about flying taxis yeah I wrote a conversation that a conversation with the flying taxi driver what would it be how, what's his excuse for being late it can't be that there's traffic it, uh, well they're, they're not late taxi drivers but they I mean is he going to be doing the sun crossword while he's flying his taxi over are you thinking very much of the black taxi oh yeah of course of course, of course Uber, yeah, yeah. Um, it's certainly is the pilot going to have a spare seat next to him for his bale of hay for his horse <laughs> That's that apocryphal thing that taxi drivers. Yeah. Uh, do you have to do the knowledge if you're just in the air? There's yeah. no real. Yeah. How so, 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 do you have to do? So you in have your to test, work? they go. How would you get from Marble Arch to yeah. uh, Stamford Hill? I'd, I'd fly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Do you have to? Is part of your training watching old episodes of the Jetsons? What? <laughs> What's wrong with you? You not seen the Jetsons? I've seen the Jetsons. So just like, so the, the thing that is, amazing noise, the sound effect they used to have for the flying cars. It's a really great little noise. Uh, I um yes. So there is a potential. There's potential sort of. What's their excuse for not going south of the river? <laughs> <laughs> um. So there's first of all, there's this story comes out all the time. The flying car. The so one. The flying car is a thing. If you looked at visions of the future from the 1930s. Yeah. Flash Gordon. You know, uh, when it was a comic, and then also it was a, it was a, it was a sort of black and white, sort of 20 minute. Cine reel with Buster Crab in it. There was they flew around in flying cars, and you had early Superman films of Krypton. The vision was these flying cars. Yeah, like Jetsons. And, and yeah. like a hundred years, and the Jetsons indeed yeah. in the sixties. Then that's what their view, view was. Well, the thing about the Jetsons, it was in common with the Flintstones. It was exactly the same show. That the Flintstones they put them in the caves, and mm. the Jetsons they put them in thing. But it was just nineteen sixties people. Yeah. Um, but it's this vision that it's, this is what the future is going to be. And at the time, even the times for every couple of years, it'll be flying taxis, flying cars. But no, there aren't. It's not going to happen. No, it's just the future is just uh, but, a, a global information superhighway and conspiracy theories. That's the idea the that it says here, flying taxis are gathering momentum as the aerospace industry toils to deliver a solution to congested cities and so-called road and rail not spots that will help urban and regional travel. And you think... It's just going to be traffic jams in the air, isn't it? The idea, you know, when they, if they build an extra lane on a motorway, the, yeah, the traffic expands to fill the yeah, space that it's got. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. what you're going to have is road rage incidents up there, traffic jams up there. <laughs> you know. Pilots leaning out with you, just pushing. <laughs> <laughs> Special <laughs> bicycle lanes. 
Yes, in the air. Bicycle highway bicycle. People not in lanes. helmets. Everyone's going, you should be wearing a... Exactly, exactly. And the electric taxi's limited to 20 miles an hour while the cyclists go, nyaw, nyaw, nyaw. All yeah. of that. That's a fun... I mean, I think that trans translating old-fashioned hackney cab etiquette to the air, I think is funny. Uber's not that no, old-fashioned hackney cab. I was just thinking, sorry, of the thing when you're in your, 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 in your flying taxi and you're going down to watch a play or something and, it's, and there's a massive traffic jam and you go, don't worry, I'll walk from here. Open yeah. the door. <laughs> Whoops. You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. To find out what I wrote about in the end, pick up a copy of the paper or treat yourselves to a digital subscription. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.